How you going, boys? Awesome. Excellent, Thomas. Uh, well, here it is. Good so we we back with the old team, uh, Chris Dinola, Mr. Wilson. And then we have a new guest today. Uh, we have an amazing guest who Mr. came Martinese. who came for a bit of wisdom, not for the wine, so don't serve him. <laughs> but that's uh, Richard Martinezzi. How are you, boys? Excellent, awesome. Thomas. Welcome, Richard. All right, that's perfect. Thank you. Well, see you, big fella. How are you? I'm well, fantastic, mate. He was here for training this morning when we were doing the uh, closing. And so I thought, you know, better stay, man. He might as well share with us. We talk about winners and losers at the awards night this year anyway. So you've attended a few, Richard, so you know. You yep. know what they look like, you know how they sound and who cries. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We've already had a major disaster. Cam's <laughs> uh, already had his first loss, mate. My... Uh who would have thought that a, a suit jacket you order off Instagram after three bottles of wine would turn up a month later and not fit over one of your arms? <laughs> alone, I was on my way down here. Mate, no, there was a delivery at the door today. We weren't sure it was going to get here in time. Crystal bought her dress to match this jacket. It was at the door. I'm like, oh, my God, and I took it off. I can't even get it over one of my arms. So my eight-year-old son's so going to in your place. My eight-year-old son's going to look very suave <laughs> on the night. Me, I'm going naked. So we've had a loss. It's still a suit. Birthday yeah, suit. Exactly. Oh, mate. Because I'm definitely not fitting into the one I wore last year. We've, we've covered that. Well, that's oh. all right. But listen, <laughs> do you know women tend to buy a dress for each event? Yep. I've worn mine for the last five. So mm. it's okay if I have a new one, you know? And then they wonder why their wardrobe's full and they've got no room left. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one for the last four as well, but it started off as an XL and now we're 3XL. This thing said 5XL, man, and I'm in trouble if that's a real 5XL. <laughs> now you've, you've moved up to SM, mate, small yeah, marquee. Um, Buying oh. from Johnny B. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boys, let's try and get on with this today. Which one are we going to try first? I think you've opened. Or you want to try yours first? I don't start trying. Yeah, no, 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 no. We we can try mine first. Actually, no. why don't we start with the best first this week, and then <laughs> and then when, when we listen, it's down here for me. Do you know in, in Belgium or in, in Europe? Apparently, they start with the lightest wine and the easiest wine first, and they end up with. But mate, by the end of the night, you're pissed. How do you really, really think that you're going to sit there and go, yeah, there's pepper. Yeah, this <laughs> lemon, you know? I mean, serious? Hints Your piece, man. No. It's got hints right. of wine. Okay, so let's let's start with this one first. Let's start with mine. I have no problem. What is it? What is it? What have we got? Uh, mine is Simi, another Californian wine that I have from uh, the uh, Alexander Valley, uh, Sonoma County, Cabernet Sauvignon 2014. Beautiful. All right, so normally the land should really be nice. As I said to you guys, I, I first encountered these kind of wines when I was in uh, San Francisco. And since then, Napa Valley wine, I love. So let's have a look at it today. T last week was uh, a white. This week, I've got uh, a different brand, different house, but red. Let's try it. And that's a good thing. See, that's why you're sitting there. That's Richard. why we bought it. You, you will the be serving us all night. Small but quality, mate. That's what we like about you. It's easier to share three bottles amongst four than it is three. All right, boys. Uh, thank you, sir. Oh, oh, there you go. Cheers. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. This is quite nice. Coming. Thanks for having Good me. Evening. Oh, it's not bad. Smooth. Very uh, smooth. Very smooth. See, I told you the uh, Californian <laughs> wines. 
There's something, there's something mm. that they're doing to their wines. Hasn't got much tannin, that's nice. It's got I some like legs it. on it too, actually. Anyway, boys, what is it? We're Tuesday, so in four days, they're going to be sad or happy. The <laughs> <laughs> awards night. But this year, it was, it, it was hard. Bec- not only because I think this year, real estate's been hard for everyone. Uh, it's been really, uh, I think, uh, it's actually set the bar between the the champions and, and the rest of the world. I, I, even though I believe that, you know, champions, whatever the market, they always seem to do well. This year, I think that even champions being challenged. And so I think that um, the celebration we have for these guys this year is going to be very important. We're going to have, we ought uh, to really celebrate them. Uh, I think the winners of this year have really extended themselves in many ways. Yeah, I think it's going to mean a lot to a lot of people this year. Like you said, we've all um, we've all been through the ringer for the last sort of <coughs> eighteen months or so since the market downturn. So, um, but the, I mean, the good news is the last couple of months, everyone sort of markets turned around a bit, and for everybody, things have started to uh, to turn around. So there'll be a bit of relief, and I think there'll be a bit of steam let off on Saturday night. And um, yeah. for the guys who I, I echo your words, TL, the guys who do. Um, Managed to take out an award. They've they've bloody earned it this year. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. It's, it's, um, when you say celebrate the winners, celebrate the winners, Thomas. Celebrating for everyone's obviously a individual sort of thought process. What what can we do to sort of apart from going and congratulate them? Yeah. What 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 else would you recommend to go? And I I think the number one thing is to be there for them. People won't say this, but salespeople, they, we, we, we are a very special breed. We, we love that recognition. And that, in the end, that's what we work for. <laughs> Can't you <know>? deny it. <laughs> and and, and in, some, in some people, recognition is actually even more important than the money they make. You know? And so I think that as a team member, the, the most important thing is to be there for them. Being a witness is, oh, thanks, Charlotte. Here comes the cheese. Wow, have a look at that. That's amazing. See? The the way she displayed the plate, mate. Oh, have a look at Uh, that. Some effort going into that. Wonderful. And I like it how he puts it very far away from uh, Chris (laughs) Dinola. I like it. Go for it, uh, Cam. Go for it. (laughs) I can (laughs) see. (laughs) It's good from bring some cheeses. The the, the, the only dude that doesn't know what kind of cheese to bring, but mate, he eats everybody's cheese. (laughs) And you you see it every week. His cheese is the last one he's touching. Two of them are mine, I think. I don't know. I stocked up last week. No, you're lying. I stocked up last week. That's right. I I knew we had to keep it because this week it turned up with none. I did. I didn't let you down. I don't like letting you down. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. No, so uh, the the way I'm talking about is being there is number one way. I I think that also uh, this year the the, the finalists are receiving each a a special ribbon. It's a finalist ribbon. They're actually being requested to wear it on the night, which means that all night long we're gonna know, we're gonna recognize them because I think that even if being a finalist, you're a winner, you know. And and this is why I want to make this statement now. To me, you heard me saying many times, uh, I love winners, not the not losers, right? And there's always winners and losers. Unfortunately, on the night, technically, yes, there's only one winner. The rest, technically, you could put them uh, in the category of loser, loser of the night. However, to me, they're winners. A loser for me is, is a very, has got a very different definition in my book. A loser to me is someone who lost the lesson. The way I look at winning or losing, winners, yes, got it. 
losers, uh, uh, winners is someone who even get a lesson. So you could be technically losing on the night, but be a winner because you got the lesson. You're now recognizing when you're looking at the guy who's on the uh, podium, what, did he what do is it that he's done? What is that special thing that he's brought to the year this year? And if you get that, then to me, you're still a winner. A loser is a person who lost a lesson, the complainer, the whinger, the guy who's the excuse maker, the guy who was not even the finalist, but going to say things like, oh, well, you know, I've had it before. It's no no big deal. You know, it's, that to me is a loser because even if they won the year before or a few years ago, to me, they're still a loser because they lost the lesson. Yeah. Speaking of losers, Chris. I think uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Is that a you statement no, it's a good. It's, it's interesting you ask that question because since Chris and I have been going to awards nights together, he came up with a tradition of if you win tonight, you have to buy me a drink, and I'm not sure if that's the right way around or not, mate. But I suggest <laughs> but for you, this year in you, particular, you, when you did win, you did buy me a drink. So yeah, only because you're like, mate, you won. No, drink, just, no, I'm drink, a good salesman. Mate. And you bought my <laughs> shit that I'm speaking, but. I'm pretty sure this year to support the winners, you should maybe buy them a drink, mate. What do you reckon? I reckon that they're very welcome <laughs> to come to Wine of Wisdom and impart their knowledge with us and so forth. And you won tonight, but I'll never forget. No, actually, that, uh, actually, I'm thinking of having a podcast of uh, the winners. Wonderful. So we're going to do a podcast with probably two or three winners at a time. So Chris is okay. You're doing a podcast without you. Or? <laughs> <laughs> Look, mate, I am nominated. I am nominated, but I, you know, I don't. Yeah, which category are you the nominated? First sales manager of the year. Oh, um, yeah. And you know what? Which, which you have won before? I have 2015. Uh, it was a big surprise and a great honour. But you know, and as you say, Thomas, being nominated alongside, I should say, alongside the other four nominees, and they're all beautiful people, very successful and, and wonderful people themselves. Yeah. Um, it is uh, it, people who don't take it as an honour to be nominated alongside those others, I think need a lesson in that. Need to understand mm. that, you know, just to ha reach that top five is something special. Yeah, absolutely. We're in an industry, though, that's naturally highly competitive. So there's always going to be, and, and I again echo TL's words, that there's the always going to be people who make excuses and complain about why they weren't nominated or why they should have been nominated or Then they lose. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But it's also the nature of the beast that we're, um, we're in an industry where winning is important because winning generally means making more money and more listings and selling more houses and that sort of thing. So our, uh, the, the network we're in... Well, we're lucky in a way that our culture isn't as uh, cutthroat as others. Um, we don't have a, a small network. It's it's boutique, I think, is the technical name for yep. it. But to make a top five out of 25 offices, it's a lot of staff, it's a lot of people, yep. mm -hmm. it's a lot of competition. Yes. Yeah, but that's top five of people among people in 25. So there's yeah, way, yeah. way that's more what I mean. in it's terms huge. of competition. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so a it great is. achievement, absolutely. I think that you're nominated for something that night, aren't you? Yeah, I've got a couple up for sales. A couple? Shit. Who thought you were that good? <laughs> <laughs> Some idiot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, that uh, person's not. Surely that person is invited to the next beer and bullshit, not <laughs> wine and wisdom. <laughs> okay, I'll buy all the judging panel uh, uh, whatever they yeah, want. I believe you did. I believe you did. So which one are you in? Uh, salesperson this year and awesome. most improved leader and most improved office. Awesome. Again, um, so... Um, hopefully for the team, we took our most improved office last year, which was a huge effort considering um, the size of our team and the experience of our team. And this year, uh, very similar story. So um, that's the one that I, I want for everybody. And, um, you know, 
salesperson, there's there's a bit of a there's there's certainly a bit of pride that that comes with making the finalist a salesperson of the year because, you know. Like we just said, every person in the network just about is a salesperson. So to be in the top That's five, it's a testament is, to your hard work throughout the year, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I haven't been nominated for that one before, so um, we got some beasts. We got some absolute beasts of that write huge figures in our um, in our network. So to to be included or named alongside those guys is um, yep. something to stick my chest out about. Yeah, I will, just not too much. And when and when you <laughs> when you do lose, um, so what lessons do you think you'll take away from it? He's got a whole book. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a whole book ready. He's got a book launch. Sorry, yeah, man. I was waiting I'll for take, the cue yeah. because you're giving it to me nah, on the podcast. All, so I was waiting I for the cue. You. I love you, buddy. <laughs> so what do you no, think? Clearly, what? I need an office where the average sale is like seven million dollars. <laughs> no, I mean, last week after we left you, he asked me, Can, "When do we just invite somebody else beside Chris?" <laughs> <laughs> and Cam's face has gone red again. So. No, I think no, I don't. Mate, there is absolutely no. I am lucky to be. And yeah, I mean that. That's not playing the humble. Know, that's mate, not playing know. the humble card. I am very lucky to be uh, considered in that group, but I am under no illusion that that the boys who or the guys who will probably uh, top of that pile are streets ahead. And and mate, they work a lot harder than I do, and they they've been in the game for longer, and they're a lot better at what they do than I do. So there's a there's many 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 lessons there. So, yeah, good. Um, there isn't one. Do you think there's there's four takes on winning and losing and from four different people. So the people who win and go, yep, I worked my ass off and I and I deserve what I've achieved. And then there might be those that win and say, well, I actually think that person there may be as equally to deserving. Oh, fuck. Mate, you're spoiling it. Sorry, the person <laughs> who's going to say that that night, we actually opening the second envelope. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're going to ask them to sit down and fucking open the second envelope. <laughs> I can't wait for the guy that say I don't deserve this. I'm gonna go sit down, <laughs> sit your ass down. Sometimes you, you, that wasn't set up either, guys. I, that was very. I, I I love I love false humility, you know, because quite a lot of these guys they actually say you know I don't deserve it. You know this. What they trying to do is it's it's the Americans use that. They they always want to paint how poor they were when they started and so that it creates a much bigger chasm between wh how far they've been to where they are now and so when someone say i don't deserve it, it they almost try to put themselves so much down to elevate their their awards right right. but i'm gonna fuck them this year get a few <laughs> more see. we have plenty of envelopes Change it up. <laughs> is it always false humility though or do you think there's people who genuinely believe that they, they well, i don't give a shit this year there. they're gonna be in the same basket <laughs> Because it's an interesting psychology. There's a hundred percent the false humble who are doing it for more pats on the back. Yeah, and the same people who get on Instagram in bikinis and say, oh, "I'm so fat," just so all their girlfriends will say, "No, no baby, not. you look beautiful." Yep. The last time I saw you in a bikini, Richard, it was you know you got a lot to be proud of there, son. <laughs> well done. It was a mankini. <laughs> but sometimes it can be hard. I think there's a lot of people, there's some people in life who aren't uh, used to or built to. Receive compliments. So uh, sometimes that can be. Um no, if I, I have no problem if you can't receive a compliment. You can say, you know, I, I I'm really grateful for this. I, I I don't know what to say, but you don't want to say I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. 
When you say I didn't deserve it, do you know what you're saying? Fuck the judges. They haven't got a fucking clue about how they came up with this. And I, so it's either false humility or you're insulting. Uh, and, and I think that we need to stop that. But what if, uh, not so much if they're saying through their speech, through their acceptance speech, I'm yeah. just saying for those who actually think to themselves, um, you know, I worked hard for it, but am I, and, and keeping it to themselves, am I deserving of this? Yeah. Is that maybe a, a self-confidence issue? Is it maybe that I, they could have done more throughout the year and they feel that they only gave 80% and still won? I don't know. It's no, no, I, I, I understand. If, if the gist of the conversation is that, and we all have that, you know, some of us have been brought up in such a, under such a hardship with our parents that whatever we did, the line that we used to hear was always, you weren't good enough. And so, yeah, some of us are going to have that kind of line. But the ones that open their speech and that's what you hear, I know that's false humility for just putting yourself up on a high pedestal right, than you okay. already are. That's a different thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. No one ever gets up there and goes, fuck, I'm awesome, I deserve this. <laughs> actually, I can't wait to see that because I think not only... Right, you'll, I'll say it this year. You're vindicated. Yeah. <laughs> well, Everyone will have left the room. <laughs> It'll be 5am the following morning. <laughs> no, fine. but you know what? You, you can't say... Well, you could say that, but um, sort of back to what we were talking about on the last podcast, you say that, you'd be absolutely... You know, polarised straight away Absolutely. from the, you know, we as a community can't stand up and go, I deserve that because who, who are we to say that, you know, and it, it's, it's a sad indictment, but Your podcast with true. the singer, um, Mar Mar Maria, what's her name? Danny. 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 And she said that it's a, and it's an Australian thing that we do often is cutting so each other down. Him. She goes, but when she had to go to America, she had to do the opposite and say, yes, I'm good. I'm a good singer, which I found very, very interesting within that podcast and saying, I am a champion. I can sing. Give me a shot and I'll show you. But in Australia, we do. We, we, we get crucified sport, for it. Sport's the biggest shower of that. You, you weigh up American sport versus Australian sport, the way that athletes carry on over there, and they have to do that to build their brain. Over here, you carry on like that. You don't have a brand. You know, you, you're hammered for it. That's we, right. So awesome. I think sport's a, a good shower for that. But it would be refreshing for someone one day to just stand up and go, yeah, I killed you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm stoked. Um Listen, I think that 15 minutes to celebrate one year of effort, that's, that's actually sometimes unfair. Um, I think that I wish it could be longer. Um, but the good thing about winners, they don't do that for recognition. They do it because they just want to reach a level, uh, that level that they did not know existed in them. I think that that's what winners do. They, they did it to redefine maybe the boundaries of their inner possibilities. And for, yeah, for those people, it isn't 15 minutes of recognition, mate, because... Yeah. I know myself, when you go back to the table and you sit there with the trophy in front of you, that, that feeling of, yeah, we did it, goes on for a lot longer than 15 minutes. And it is, uh, I don't know what the right word is, it is closure for yourself, it is um, yeah, actually, a, a moment of reflection for yourself yeah. that, that yeah, you did do it. Um, and it's, it isn't about the recognition. Yeah, standing up on stage and having everyone clap is great. But when you've been striving all year and, and fucking pounding all year and fighting all year and and to come out with at the end of it and someone it's almost a gut check for you to go oh fuck we achieved something because sometimes you don't realize it until you're there you know yeah um how yeah. long does that stay with you though oh can you make that say a whole year i mean no nah. you, you guys have both you guys have both won so can can you use that to propel you not only for the entire 2020 can you use it to 
remind you constantly whenever you're a bit down? I, I use it as a bit of a motivation sometimes, a, a bit of a reminder with just walking into the office or at home. It's the special re- award that I received last year was the Bobby Joe Award. It meant a lot to me. So I just look at that, reminds me and then sort of lifts me. Yeah, You'd be teary when you said it. Why, why Bobby oh, it means Joe, a lot uh, to win why that Why is Bobby Joe so meaningful? That girl, she just you goes want some through. tissue, mate? Yeah, 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 I've got them, man. Okay. That girl, she just goes through too much, that young lady. And I think we take life for granted for when someone like that just gets given so many hurdles. It's unreal. Yeah, and she passed another one lately. Absolutely. She's an inspiration yeah. to a She's lot of people, She's killing it, mate. yeah. So looking at something like that award, it, it just drives me to do better. Mm. Simple. For me, it was more of a validation thing. The first, the first one I won was Rookie of the Year, and... You know, when I started real estate, I didn't know if I could do it or not, and um, you know, a few people know my story. So that, but th- I remember thinking, when my name get got read out, I I stopped, I paused, I sort of had to ha- catch myself for a moment because it, it was validation for me that not only could I do it, but I had done it. Um, before I started, I had friends telling me I was I was a moron for going into real estate. I'd be broke <laughs> in three months. So I had, uh, you know, we had a big financial hole as a family to dig ourselves out of and I didn't know what I was doing when I got into the the, the uh, um, industry. I didn't know if it was going to pan out okay. You know, there's one thing about winning and losing. You can be driven to win but you can also be scared of losing because winning is everything. I've never been scared of losing. I don't like it and I don't do it well as everyone who's listened to the no. podcast hears. I don't do losing well even over something like wine yeah. but I've never been fucking scared of doing it. Just on that on that train of thought, Cam, I've got a simple question for you. Do you have the mentality of burn the boat? So if there's no plan B, when you go for something is when you're you're aiming for something. Is that the sort of mentality? I've you never have? had a plan B, mate. Beautiful, and that's and that's what sort of makes that no excuse sort of. Whether it be in, whether it be intentional or unintentional, of I just I don't have the. Um, I have a, everyone has a fear of failure. I guess no one likes failing. No one wants to do it. No one sets out to do it. But whatever it is in me just knows that if I do lose or I do fail, I'm going to be okay. And because of that, I've never stayed in one place for too long and I've always had an easy-ish time jumping from, fuck, there's an opportunity, I'm going to go and do it, regardless of whether it works out or not. And because of that, there's never a long line of things where I can... Like my plan B, if you want to call it that, for us, if real estate didn't work, was go back to teaching people how to do push-ups. Like it wasn't much of a fucking <laughs> plan B. You've got to learn for yourself yeah, right. first. It wasn't a. It was. It what wasn't was that, a. Rich? He's got to learn for himself first to do push-ups. <laughs> it <laughs> teaches somebody else. <laughs> Everyone, Richard's finally decided to join the podcast. Well done, buddy. Yeah, like I said, a few ones down. And, and, it, and, it, and it was a good that, comment. That's, that's Cam's way of sending me the signal that that's the last time he's here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it may be plan B, but not safety net. And I think there's a difference because you can have many plans. I think what people need to try and avoid is going into something only because they've got a safety net there. If plan B is going to save you, then what is driving you to not end up there because you're going to be okay anyway in a completely different sense? When I say I'm not scared of losing because I'm going to be okay anyway, what I mean is I'm still going to have two arms, two legs and still be breathing and live to fight another day. It doesn't mean... You haven't lost everything. It just means you you go. Well, I might, mate. I might. I might. You know, if I fail at this, I'm going to lose a house. Doesn't matter. You will still. I'll still be alive. Yeah, right. And I'll back myself because I value. Yeah, I'm in it for the fight, and I'm 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 in it to win. And a lot of the times, uh, we could go off on a heap of different tangents here, but a lot of the times, people set their goals on and family and 
because this is what I should say. I should say I'm doing it for my family and I should say I'm doing it you know, to make a better life for people and I should say this and I should say that. Yep. I didn't work out how to set goals properly until I worked out. I just wanted to win. I just wanted to be the best salesperson. I wanted to be top of the leaderboard. And this is early on in my career. This is yep. my, my goals have changed now. But yep. when it's okay to want to win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's okay to value winning and it's okay not to be scared of losing. And the sooner people realise that, the better you can aim. It's okay to want a trophy, yeah? So did you do that your first year to get a trophy? What's that? The uh, the rookie. To win. No, but I wanted it. That was part of I did. I did my first year. I worked as hard as I worked because, I, as I said, we had to dig ourselves out of a – I had to put my family in a position where we were somewhat stable. But part of it, to be honest, I worked as hard as I could to beat the next guy. Now, I understand that. But one, what I'm trying to understand here is – what was the determining factor? Giving, getting yourself out of a hole and giving your family a better tomorrow or that trophy? It went, it, you could almost split the year in two because I dug us out of the hole pretty early on and then it was, okay, what's going to motivate me now? And honestly, seeing the leaderboard pop up on the database every morning and not being on top of it um, used to motivate me. There was a guy in our office in Coastal who won Rookie of the Year the year before. So that motivated me. If he's got it, He's, he's got the trophy at the moment, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win it. Yeah. Um, You're I, talking about Glenn? Yeah, I was talking yeah. about Glenn. Um, you know, Coastal had two or three years in a row where they had the Rookie of the Year come out, so there was a bit of a reputation to uphold. And mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not ashamed to admit it because I think it's a healthy part in, in what we do. We have yeah. to be competitive. We yeah. can't be competitive to win at all costs because that's when we're going to do the wrong thing. That's right. All right. And yep. I'll never let it ever get to a stage winning where I'm going to do the wrong thing by anyone ever. Beautiful. Because while I'm not a good loser, I'm okay with it. Yes. Right? I won't take it nicely and I'll whinge and moan, <laughs> but I'll never let it do the wrong thing by somebody. Touching on that losing for a second, another question follow up on that one is on your losses in life, right? And I don't know, I don't know what the losses there are. Do you lament and look back and say, really, what lessons that I have learnt from those less- from those losses? Or do you blame the judges? <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. Or, or no, your that's surroundings, or your or environment, maybe or you blame Veronique, you know, whatever it is. She spelt Christianola wrong. I don't know how you spell it, <laughs> Kurt Bradbury. I don't know that, but <laughs> no, this year it's easy because there's no Christianola or Kurt Bradbury. <laughs> I, st- I stopped. <laughs> stopped. <laughs> I stopped blaming anyone else for any of my shit. Uh, 15 years ago I had a, an epiphany An aha moment A click Or whatever it was That none of this shit Is anybody else's fault As much as I was Blaming them for it And that has now Flowed into all aspects Of life So Did what you I see ne- it at the time? Did you see it at the time? What's that? That, okay. uh, what, that was your That it was on you And not everyone else Yeah at I was driving time? down Enterprise driving But I can tell you Where I was I was driving in the car And I had That's how you know You've had a moment You remember where you are And where you were was it when you found out that you had made a, had a, a failure or a loss or whatever it is? Was it the moment you found out or was it days or weeks after? Oh, it was, a, it was a, it, during a period where I um, just left the family business in uh, not exactly amicable circumstances and, um, you know, I'd had a blow-up and taken, taken a lot of the shit out on my mother actually. And then I was I was driving down a road and I said I got off the phone to her and then ten minutes later I went how the fuck could you have just said what you just said this is all your own doing you idiot and when I look back when you ask me about the losses in life everything that I've would you would consider a loss 
100% my fault, 100%. So, but because of that, one, I strive not to do it again, but two, I don't actually sit there and look at it for too long, mate. I just dust myself off and go again. You stand because up, get back into the race. You can't change the fuck up. Uh, right? So Don't lose the lesson, I've right? got a lot of stories and some of them are funny and some of them are not so funny. I don't regret a minute of it. And a lot of them people would consider losing stories. I would just consider it a bloody good time. But <laughs> I, I would never change a thing because I wouldn't be able to do what I did now if that hadn't happened. So in the, in, in the long term, that's a win. But I don't sit there and look at it. I, I don't want to reflect because it doesn't make you feel good. Regardless of how tough you are about losing and failing and it's okay, looking at a fuck-up you've done and reflecting on it doesn't make you feel good. So yep. there's a moment of reflection. There's a moment of let's make sure that doesn't happen again and then there's let's fucking forget about it because what else are you going to do, mate? You can't dwell on it. So yeah, that's, I hope that answers your question. I don't know. Yeah, no. It's, uh, there's an old saying, it's not falling down, it's how quick you get up, right? Yeah. And at the, the speed of the recovery that which you've got, you're saying it's like a ball bouncing straight away and it's back on its game. So that's awesome, Cam. We've got no that's choice, awesome. mate. Let's so, go back to the night. Yeah. Okay. You guys have both won. How did you feel for the other four or five who didn't? Yeah, good question. Good question. I don't think I ever reflected on it, mate. No, it's I know you don't give a shit. The question nah. was for Chris. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Well, that first one, the rookie of the year. I didn't think of anybody else. I was I was in my own little world and I felt. Vindicated, so yeah, that's probably a good point. So I didn't reflect on it at all. The first one I won, I was dumbfounded. I won. I didn't even. I was absolutely. Yeah, I remember you were sitting at the back with your wife on uh, on the table next to mine. Right, right, right. So mm-hmm. one most improved. There was the first time oh. no, most improved, um, and I only been in the franchise a couple of years then, and, and or three years or something. And I was dumbfounded. I, I so I was shocked that I had won to start with, but that was absolutely fantastic. And sales manager, when I won sales manager, I was like, I worked, I worked hard to achieve that. I, I believe I, you know, I deserved what I achieved. But the other guys come up and congratulated me. And I said to them, then I said to them, I said, mate, with, without you guys as my competition, I, I probably couldn't have done what I do. Second envelope. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just said I deserved it. Is that a, <laughs> you better elaborate on that, though. Is that some... Bullshit. Because no, no, so you were using them as because I know in my competition you 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 said you're a competitive guy. Yeah. I am also a, a somewhat competitive. I'm, it doesn't drive me as much as it does you. Um, I'd like to see those around me win as well. Um, you know, Thomas is shaking his head saying bullshit. Oh, Mate, but, what are you talking about? No, no, it's fair. To, look, fuck, it's fair. To those are the shit that they don't say on the night. Yeah. So how do you explain you how you're in the category now? of most improved? How is that? How so you're looking at other people and going, no, oh, that I'm improved more than you. No, that night I that had no work, idea. Mate. That night I was oblivious. I was absolutely oblivious. I had absolutely no idea. I got up, I said a speech, and it was amazing that I won. And I have absolutely no recollection of my thought process beyond that. So by seeing other people perform in the network, you were using that as your gauge, which for ended sal- up with for, you being the most sa- improved. No, for sales manager, what I'm talking about. For sales manager of the year, putting that little bit extra in, achieving that award, having those people around me help you drive to be a better person. And then again, using using the franchise uh, for the Bobby Joe Award and just giving. I just wanted to give. I just wanted to help others and, you know, um, what is it? You're the sum of the five people you hang around. So I'm in the franchise that I'm within helped me to achieve achieve that award. Yeah, but that year, man, I still remember it. Um, I couldn't I couldn't stop hearing from people saying, you know, he would just come into my office and actually train us on auction, and we were asking him to come and train, and 
we were going to go to his office and and he said no mate on my day off I'll come and, and help you guys as well. do you remember yeah. he actually that was you even said that right. there's people who said no he he traveled up to my office even though we were like two hours away just to try and help us uh, i mean seriously that's bobby joe shit yep. Dude, that is good that stuff us, i just didn't tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> but you know that for me for me it's stuff that i want to do right and if i my example can help others to improve the franchise the network those that are around there with the others there around I, i think it's fantastic your question was what was my thoughts on the others around me yeah on the bobby joe i actually like to do something with the bobby joe award I actually write each person nominate a personal message before the awards night not after saying you know it's it's nice to be nominated against you and so forth because they've obviously done a lot to be nominated simply be nominated and i think that was a wonderful thing that they to just be nominated in that award i think it's probably one of the best awards within yeah personally yeah okay um, because you won it um no be, be, because you probably never win it <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth <laughs> bash up cam again <laughs> We don't bash up Cam. We're I mean, gonna, uh, we're seriously. We're going to change the name of this podcast. <laughs> so, I I, I want to ask you this now. You, I, I still remember on one of the awards you were actually quite emotional because, and your wife was saying to me, "We left our home tonight, coming over here," and I was wishing him the best. And Chris turned around and said to me, "Darling, don't you get your hopes too high? You, you don't know who I'm up against." So can you guys tell me how, how how about our spouses? How do they how do they feel? Do, do they feel like they they winning with us? Do they feel they part of us? Because something else that you've done last year, you actually took your wife on stage. She didn't say much, but you took your wife and said, "Yeah, it was, it was like look at my beautiful wife." I think, you. I think you just wanted to show her off. Oh, that's what it was. So I don't, I don't know. This is your mate, opportunity to just find out. I'm punching above my weight. Fancy I'm trying to get a word in next to you. Mate, she was no chance. Mate, when she gets going, trust me. And can I tell you a funny, a funny story? The true funny story. I won um, when I won most improved. I actually forgot to thank Rita. <laughs> and, he, and he copped it on the way home. And I, and I, and I copped it. And I, and I, she goes, uh, "You thanked everyone." I've gone, "Yeah," but not. And then I sat down and, and I've gone, oh, "Oh, thank you too, baby." But I didn't make the mistake the, the next time. But our spouses, uh, I, for for my wife, it's pride. It's just absolute pride, and sits there and says, "Well, all those." Um, negotiations we have with who's going to pick up the kids and who's going to cook dinner and so make it worth it it's a, it's a it, you're finally achieving working towards something and you can see that everything that we've done throughout that 12 month period has achieved something and he's worked to something and he um and so forth yeah. and and, uh, and so it's just not my wife it'd be everyone's spouse who who does it why I took my wife on stage is um she needed to be appreciated for the time that I had given to others because obviously then she had to give up looking whether picking up the kids or making dinner without me there or whatever it may be so there was a is a bit of a negotiation or I'm looking for a better word here but to to, to make those things happen a compromise in time and a, a support from her yeah. to be able to free my time up to be able to do the things that I want uh, and so forth that's nice um and I think That's why that's not. I think that's. I know that's why I took her up. Yeah, I mean, many years ago, I won the sales manager of the year for a, a training organization, and where there were probably a thousand and odd some people in the, in the room. And I always remember the year prior to that, my wife was in the room, and our office 
hardly won a thing. On the way home, she sort of said to me, yeah, that so-and-so is one this, so-and-so is one that, yeah, I said. How better are they than you? And I think it was a big revelation to me because it was a moment when I realized, that's true, I go to work. I, I'm actually going to work with people I don't love as much as I love my wife and my kids. I'm away from my loved ones. What am I really doing? Am I giving the best of myself? And that year, I went to work. And that year, our offices won six awards. Wonderful. And I won the first sales manager award ever with that organization. And it was a great feeling, not just knowing that I've won, but knowing that I have made my wife recognize that the time that I spent away was worth it. One of the things for me is, I mean, my wife and I, uh, famous for not pulling any punches with each other and she won't cut me any slack if I don't deserve the slack to be cut. And you know, getting down off stage after winning an award and looking into her eyes, you know whether she believed in it or not. You know, we talk about whether we feel like we deserve the award or not, but sometimes if there's a little bit of doubt there, I've walked off and just she'll give me a look that says, yeah, you fucking earned that and I'm proud of you. And that's the moment, that's another moment of vindication. And it speaks to what you were talking about, Chris, because of all the compromise that goes on. And mate, I had the I had the opportunity last year to sit there while my wife won an award, and that was just a whole other level of of thing for me. And and when she walked off the stage and came down with a trophy, she knew from me that yeah. she fucking and well deserved that. too. Yeah. She deserved so so you never so. won alone, right? That's right. No. How no. did you feel, obviously, with her winning the award? Jealous, mate. I thought <laughs> I thought it should have been me. Um, the next day, he, he actually pushed up a target. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, and the, we don't realise sometimes what we're doing for people in certain situations, and I hope um, Crystal doesn't mind me saying, but I only found out the day after that award she'd never won a trophy in her life Wow! for anything. She'd never won a running race. She'd never won a, a spelling competition. She'd never won a thing in her life, and... Um, she told me that up in the hotel room while we were we were just sort of reflecting on the night, and that I sent you a message straight away to you all about that. Um, I remember. Some of us just see it as a trophy, and some of us see it as a win. For some people, it's a life changing yeah. moment, yeah. and we can't underestimate that. And um, yeah, I'm probably guilty of underestimating that in the past, but never will again after seeing that That's and nice. hearing that last year. Yeah, massive things. So we're That's doing nice. good things. But I guess it's fulfilling, like um, to see your staff succeed. Oh, yeah, it is. It's 100% fulfilling. I Look, I thought she deserved the award, and that's not because she's my wife. Like I said, we don't really cut each other an even break. We don't hand out participation trophies in our family. We're not going to say you deserve it if you don't. Um, I thought she deserved that award. Um, she nearly didn't write a speech because she didn't think she was going to win the award. I said, write a speech, come up with something to say, because I knew... She'd done the work. I knew she'd done what was required and I knew... You knew that you paid me enough. I'd uh, paid Thomas <laughs> enough that... <laughs> that was I the had, envelope I, I never had. opened on that <laughs> night. Do you I know, people don't, people don't realise people don't realise until the awards announced, everything is sellable. Yeah, right. Everything <laughs> is for sale. It was the know? number two envelope. <laughs> what you touched on is, is right, Richard. I've, I've completely changed. So... Rookie of the Year year was about me. It was about vindicating myself and um, my family's decision to do what we'd done. Um, I wanted to be the best salesperson. I wanted to make the most money. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. Um, I'm going to win. And now it is 100% about being able to stand up at the end of the night, even if I haven't won a thing, but have your staff nominated, have your staff make finalists, 
and have my staff bring home trophies for them because I know what that's going to do for their life. I know the struggles my staff go through on a day-to-day basis in their personal life and in their work life, and I know how much um, just that little um, recognition, even though we shouldn't live for it, will change someone's life and we'll take them to the next level. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they, you just see that in every sport, you know. E- even in Formula One, you, you know, you guys know I follow. Sometimes it takes a, a guy to win one race, and suddenly he wins a dozen of races in a row. You know, like those of you who follow, like even the uh, the MotoGP, Mar- Marquez was crowned this morning the triple uh, crown champion because he's he's done the impossible. But it started long ago, maybe. But th- some of these people, they just have to get that click. And they go to a totally different level, you know? Yeah. While we're talking about this next one, we'll yeah, talk okay, about the Formula One and going to the wrong level because your Ferrari boys did it again. Yeah, themselves. Nah, well, but that's you know. where winning goes too far because Sebastian Vettel at the moment, mate, he's he's he'll, he cut his own mother's wrist to win a race at the moment by the look of him. And that's where wanting to win goes too far, don't you reckon? No, I don't know, man. Listen, I, um, I think, his own teammate off I the think that... We, we, we have to, one of these days we're going to talk about some of those demons that we all have deep inside ourselves that pushes us to do certain things. And under pressure, those demons, usually they come out and they, they just um, make us make a lot of things that we probably wouldn't do if there was no pressure. All of us in this room, you guys know, we are very different right now. But if there was some pressure put on us right now to perform, some of us will go anxious. Some of us will go into uh, defensive. Some of us will become aggressive. Some of us will become jealous. I mean, it's, it's part of all the, those demons. And I think that you're talking about Formula One, mate, that is highly competitive. He got, he, I think he got right in front of Leclerc. He was not interested in just overtaking Leclerc. He wanted to teach Leclerc, I am still the boss in the paddock. So he drove and into so it, makes sense. No, so he did a, a little gentle gentle push. In his own head, he was thinking, well, Leclerc is far quick enough, he, he'll move aside. And I think, yes, I agree with you. I think that Sebastian made a mistake. But when you know what people do under pressure, I'm, I'm not forgiving them. But I, 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 I love to understand why the human psyche does that. Because when you understand that, you accept. You go, they're in the sport where... One millimeter is important. It's between twenty-five points or twenty. So, and, and sometimes you lose your championship because of one point. So every single thing you you when you drive the the worst guy that you drive against when you drive in Formula One is not the guy that is first or the guys that are ahead of you. It's quite often the guy that drives the same guy as you in the same team. Because if you show him that you're the boss, the entire team focus all their energy on you. And so there's way, way more. Yes, we can sit down. We don't drive those guys. I mean, you guys have heard me about the podcast with Costa, my mate. Listen, I've been in his car once. I almost shut myself, right? I I still remember coming down the straight at at Eastern Creek and my helmet was starting to go up. Because in the straight... It's, uh, the helmet they gave me was a little bit too large, so it started to go push up. And as it pushed, I couldn't see shit. And now the guy's going 180, 190. And so as it pushed up, I'm, 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 I'm lifting my bum off my seat so I can see. But the more I do, did it, the more... The Seriously, man, it, it takes balls to take those turns, right? I probably took the turn at 160. I mean, those guys take the turn in the same cars at 220, 230. 
It takes balls, yeah. man. Does that? Yeah. Yes, uh, it's Formula One, and yes, it's hard. But does that fall into the category of winning at all costs to the point where you're going to do the wrong thing by people, which we all said that, earlier? That is a very good question. That is a very good question. Running into someone at 300 kilometres an hour, regardless of whether it's a little nudge or not, is fucking dangerous. And that's equivalent to whatever you could do wrong as a yeah. real estate agent if a pressure got too bad. The great thing about the market downturn and what happened was we got to see what everyone was truly like, yeah? Seeing people under pressure and in that situation is a huge win. That's not a loss because you see what people are going to do when times get tough. Yeah. You know who your real friends are. You know who you actually want to hang around because you you see the shit. But hold, hold on to that thought or hold on to that thought. Right? Should we win at any cost? I think that yeah, it deserves a to, to talk about. All right? We've now spoken a bit about the winners, but let, let's hit into your wine here. My now. wine. Okay. So Broken Wood Cricket Pitch. Broken Wood has a cellar door on the Hunter Valley. The Cricket Pitch is a blend. So it's a Cab Sav Shiraz Merlot. Um, this is a 2017. Nice. Now, the reason I brought this in, this is this week is uh, on Friday, my fifth wedding anniversary. Wow. So my uh, lovely wife, God knows how I did it, salesperson of the year, get it up, yeah? Um, and the first cellar door we ever visited together in the Hunter Valley many, many, many years ago was Broken Wood. And the first, I was never a red wine drinker, but uh, she convinced me to drink more red wine by uh, buying a bottle of the Cricket Pitch. Um, that was probably 10 years ago now, so it wasn't a 2017 we were drinking back then, but right. it was the, the oldest vintage I could find. So we'll find right, out right, soon right. how it aged. So so that was the, the new or the, the the new setup or the old setup they had? It was the old setup. Yeah, so that was we, a nice setup. Yeah, we, we tried to get into the new setup uh, when we were up there the other week, yeah. and it was locked, locked out. You couldn't, it was full. So Yes, yes, which, which actually reminds me. About a year ago, I went into the um, I went up there. I it was a bit rainy. I didn't want to go in, and it was late in the afternoon. And the staff they're a bit up themselves, right? They're a bit up themselves. I think if, if Broken would ever boots. get this message back to them, uh, in the end we need high touch. I don't give a shit. You have good wine, or you don't have good wines. In the end, it's real high touch. Are you there to give people the experience? And are you there to make your customers and client number one? Because that's the winners for me. Because yeah, well I said to my wife, they, I'm not going in. I, I could see the way it was and I, I was not interested. I, and um, my wife tried to go in and because it was a bit late and she didn't book, they, 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 they just pushed her out. And, and I thought, no, this is the beginning of a bad tasting, you know? Yeah, we got the uh, sorry we're full, see you later. We didn't even get a... We, there was no, bend. yeah. We literally turn around and walk back out. So, there's a nice bar set up there. There's a nice beer garden there now. And if it, you know, you didn't even want to go in and have a beer because it was just sorry, we're not doing any tasting. Yeah. Goodbye. Why are we on that subject? So, so what do we do? When you've won a bit of uh, reputation, do you now? Does it give you now the ability to tell people to fuck off and don't come in? And now I'm too good. I'm a great manager. I I've won this award. You're nobody. I think to have that mindset is. Uh, it's you letting the ego go to your head. And I think that is uh, a lack of knowledge, a lack of understanding of, and for want of a better word, a lack of humility. And to understand that you now you've won the award, maybe you need to continue what you're doing and hopefully those around you, those other in the franchise, will, will lift their game to make you a better person because competition will make you better. So... Does it then, is it is the opposite true? So we just talked about how tough times you see what people are really like and yeah, losing you that. see yep. what people are really like. That's a good question, Ken. Does winning show you what people are really like as well? If if a little bit of power or obviously in Broken Wood's 
example, they've made a couple of nice wines now. They, they're starting to get mainstream. They're obviously making some good coin and their attitude may have changed because of it. So does uh, winning show as much about someone as losing? You know, we say that you shouldn't dwell on your losses for long, learn the lesson, move on. I think the same is said for winning. Accept the accolade, uh, um, celebrate the moment and then move on, get back to work. I think it's the same for winning and for losing. You need to get back into it, back into the trenches and back doing what you're doing. That's my take on it, right or wrong, but that's my take on it. In our industry, it's pretty... Uh, we got a very good... Um, oh, I forgot the word I was going to say, but to equalise everything out, if you do get too big for your boots, pretty soon you're broke. So the results stop coming, people get complacent, I'm the greatest in the world, all of a sudden they stop selling houses. So we've got the great, we've got the great equaliser in our industry where yeah. if you want to carry on like a good sort because you won something yeah. or you're starting to win, you're very, very quickly going to get brought back down to earth. A lot of industries don't have that. You know, Brokenwood is still going to have 250 people pack out their beer garden every weekend because it's the Hunter Valley and because that's what people do there. Yeah. Um, it's going to take probably a long time for that, um, the sentiment that... That rust to, to sink the boat. Yeah, yeah, that hole's going to... What, what the real question is, if... The founder w was still alive. Would he want to see his boat getting rusted? Absolutely not. So I think I think that that's probably a, a good question. And to answer now one of the questions you had, like, should the end justify the means? No, I think that that's where an organization will be very different. You will see that on the night, from what our judges have come up and discussed, the all of our winners, one of the number one elements we looked at is culture. And that means, is the person a good person? And, and, and I think that we, for that, have emulated, maybe not emulated because I didn't even know we were doing it until I've read their book, but do you know how the All Blacks has got the line that says better All Blacks makes better... Sorry, better people makes better All Blacks, yeah. Better people makes better All Blacks. Well, we have been doing this for quite a long time. And for us, I think, to make it to the list of finalists, it's one thing. To win... We, we look at a lot of things, but culture is a huge element we look at. Culture is that law that says, you know, treat others the way you would want others to treat your elderly parents or vulnerable children. And, and I think that that's the important part too, you know. And so when the, the nice things about the awards night is when you go and say hello to the winners, and which I always try and do on the night, Unless I'm too pissed and I, 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 I lost myself <laughs> between the toilet and my table. <laughs> so That explains it. And uh, I, I always want to go and congratulate them and, and, see, and see the level of humility, the level of culture. Because quite often in that congratulation, that's when you, especially you've been a judge, so you know, so that's when judges usually recognize uh, we've made the right decisions. Do you know... Talking about judges, this year, one of our judges made sure that he sent a thank you note to every finalist. Did you know that less than 10% called him back to thank him for the card? Most of them didn't give a fuck. The losers, the, the one who won't make it that night. I sent him a message he never wrote back. <laughs> I took a photo of him and sent it back to him. So if, it's, if we're talking about the same person, he got a photo from me. Just mention his initial, Steve Thompson. Yeah, Steve. Steve Thompson. Yeah, Steve Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> I do have. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I love what he's doing. The Greens, on the other hand, may not because 57 cards all with his business card in it. I'm wondering how many whales died for the sending of his congratulations. <laughs> no, but, do, do but know the how, feeling is, yeah, the, the well, sentiment. No, no, what I'm, talking about, what I'm talking about is how good is it as a judge to send a thank you card to all finalists and see who gets back to you as a measure for him to see where they're at on the culture point. You do know now next year you can't choose him as a judge because you're going to get phone calls from everyone coming back and saying thanks for the card. Yeah, but the guy's won ambassador for Wisebury so many times. Yeah, He's absolutely. like part of the furniture. You know, you know that you know if if something happened to uh, any of, of of us, he's got to be there. And you guys will know, and he wouldn't even want to tell me. And as I said to you, I will only tell you the initial, but Steve Thompson has actually <laughs> put on the table hundreds of thousands of dollars to help a leader here or a leader there. He has forked out 250 grand to help another leader. Nobody knows about it up until this, po this podcast, obviously. Until now. Well, but because I only mentioned his initials, nobody else would know. <laughs> I will ring him after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a shop fit out coming up. My phone's just here. I'll just, uh, we'll so, so th this is a beautiful thing. Is, is that we we're looking at the uh, this thing and and the judging boys. I feel for the judge. People don't realize it. It's on, hard, man. On, oh, <laughs> it's hard. You've been the judge. You can tell. Last year, it uh, was yeah? hard. It was yeah? very, very hard. Yeah. In what way? Tell us a bit. Oh, more. there's a few. There's a few reasons. Well. I, I like I take everything. I take everything quite serious. So, what's, I had I don't know fourteen categories. I had a judge or whatever it was. The amount of phone calls, the amount of people, and trying to set them apart. There was a few categories that was very easy to judge. Very easy when you put people to the test. A few categories that weren't so easy. And then when we put our choices through, you were on the phone to us, then second guessing our uh, choice and saying, "Well, what about this?" and what and getting us to look from another perspective again. So we thought, okay, all the hard work's done. We've made our choice. Then we get a phone call from you, from the big TL, and uh, we're like, oh, shit, yeah. All right, maybe I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. And 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 you yourself sort of um, told me, you know, well, but you didn't know about this fact and you didn't know that fact. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so it's not an easy job. No. And then when the people were that were called out on the night and I was sitting there and I'm going, oh, well, it should be such and such, in my head, obviously, um, and they get caught up, I okay, go, you deserved it. Because I know what was behind the scenes. I know what they've put in. I know that the amount of work that they've done. I know we, we have a judge this year who said, uh, maybe you should do this, give all the nomination uh, to us, maybe give us more information, maybe give us more time. And no, the, the, the problem is, I think she even said that maybe you should give, tell us who the other judges are so we can exchange notes. Do you believe we should exchange notes no, as judges? You shouldn't know because you're not sub, you're not subjective. Then you're, you're not going to be you're not going to be subjective. You're not going to have your own opinion. Yeah, because obviously, I, I, and I don't know the criteria that you take at the end to make that decision. Whoever wins, if you've got three or judges and two come one way and the other one comes the other way, uh, if they're already swaying each other's ideas, because the better salesperson will really start to turn the other people towards their decision. So I think you really yeah, can't. No, yes and no. Be, um, this is why it is so hard. I don't know whether you guys saw one of my um, uh, Facebook posts lately about how hard it is. Mm. It's because we, we, the worst thing I want is picking someone and on the night people come up and say, 
Now it wasn't the one. Now sometimes we've picked people who after a month have left, but that's that's not that's not how we define a person's performance for the year. The future is is unknown, and the future is up for people to to experience. You can't go in and guess a future and then therefore say, well, I don't care how well you've done last year, we're going to have to remove you. You can't do this. And so in our judging, I give a minimum knowledge and a minimum time to our judges so that they actually go out there and have to follow their gut feel after a few questions. There's been an experiment. I, I think I've, I've told you boys about this. Where when you where do you give people, and it was on punters. They did it on punters. Where do you give people 10 pieces of information or 50 pieces of information on a horse? They found out that on average, the people who had only 10 pieces came up with a better judgment and picked the winners better than the people who had 50 points to, to judge them upon. So we don't do that. But the, the other thing also, we give them no time, is that they have to go quick. Mm. And, and, and things have has to happen very quickly. They have a responsibility. When when you gave it to me, when, when I was judged last year, yeah. you did not give me any pointers on those people. You gave me tips on what to do and how to judge. You didn't tell me any information about those people no. individually. You can't no. poison people. Yeah, so I wasn't swayed in any way. So when I was... When I was doing receptionist of the year, I was calling up being a pain in the ass client and making it hard and how they handled me. And some were struggling and some were just like a symphony playing music. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and same with the rookies of the year. Same scenario. Uh, not the rookie, the uh, benchy of the year. Right. Uh, same scenario. I'd call up being an angry homeowner that's just received the letterbox drop. And how they handled me would be, you know, and their thoughts and then their conversations about their leaders from there. Yeah. So you never gave me any information on those people. You just gave me tips on how to judge them. Right. Which was fantastic. Which was fantastic. Trying like, to avoid paralysis by analysis. Yeah. This year I know that some of our judges have compared notes. So we had to nullify their, their vote. Wow. It's, you have to be that hard because if judges receive my recommendation, they're not recommendation. That's it. That's how the law works. Yeah. <laughs> so when I say to you, you, you don't share information, I mean, you don't share information. I mean, over the years, I mean, we've seen every kind of judge. I've seen people who love to be the judge and let everyone know that they are the judges. And when they call, they are the judges. That's not really good either. Judges should be incognito, you know? And so I, 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 I think the... People do not realize the responsibility that we put on our judges in this group. We don't just take this lightly. The winner for us is a guy that I would say I would have in my home. The winner is a person I would say, if I was to build a team, those winners, if they win my team, would kill it. That's how we have to think. And I think that a judge really came up with something nice this year is that the, when they picked their winner, the question that Adam said is, if that person was removed from the team, would the team still run? Mm. If yes, maybe they are not as indispensable as the person who actually runs the entire team. So in some categories, I had to be flexible and listen to that. In the end, I have to tell you, mate, I do not always get my way with winners. Sometimes, yes, my vote, because you, as you know, I am so in your face with all of our offices. I know who is when, what is what, and I know who, who, who is pretty good at doing this, or who's not. But some, there's been years when 
my vote was contradicted by all the judges. We had to go with the judge. Yeah, right. What's your vote on the cricket pitch, mate? We haven't talked about uh, it. Well, I think you lost. I no, it's not true. Not <laughs> yeah, it's okay. When he says it's not bad, it's not so good, you know that. But no, he's got the, he's got the, oh, not so bad. He's got the godfather nod about him. <laughs> it's free wine. Who That's can complain? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, it's okay. It's, it's, a, it's a nice wine. I prefer blends. I'm it's not a big a red drinker, so I'll blend. But you know, it exactly white. Last week with the wines, I was stri- right. the whites, I was struggling because I'm not the a other one. drinker. 100%. I prefer the other one. Absolutely, the first one. I right? prefer uh, yours too. I wasn't I saying mine was a winner. I was just interested in I think the blend's a bit funny. I did it for romance, okay? I did it for love. Yeah. It's smooth, but it's a bit, it's got a bit of a kick at the end. It was like, like I'm going to keep you in the temple if you keep bagging my wine. <laughs> <laughs> when you, you called the carry on office, did they tell you to fuck off? Because I've trained them. <laughs> <laughs> when you were judging and you were pretending to be an arsehole, did they tell oh, you where no, to go? No, no, no. Well, you weren't, you weren't, it wasn't for receptionists. You would. No, we had a benchy of the year, though. Benchy, benchy was Sam. You would have called Monzi. Yeah, what do I, did yeah, yeah, he did all right. He's never told anyone to fuck off in his yeah, life. Yeah, no, he, so. did, he did very, very well. He did very well. Oh, actually. you should see some of the stories we had. I mean, like, I would call an office and I'd hear something like, Hello, wise man. Hang on a sec. <laughs> Anyways, I'm waiting, you know. Get back on the phone. Yeah, you are. <laughs> That's how I say it. Well, you know, it, uh, I, I really would love to talk to, um, again, I won't mention the initial, but Stephen. <laughs> she, she would then say, oh, yeah, who is that? It, it's Thomas. Thomas who? <laughs> Thomas from head office. Oh, Thomas, how are you? Oh, so nice. Let us see when he's available. I, I'm telling you, so those are the things that we see. Immediately it's a fail. And Even I on. don't, I don't <laughs> think people really realise the difference between simply the people answering the phone and some of the benches. When I rang Sam Monzi, we got the whole office Sam, saying right? it's a wonderful day here. It was, but even then, I said, I was, I was an ass to him, right? Going, what the hell are you doing, leaving bloody? He goes, yeah, sorry, mate. Well, what's your name? Where do you live? And he was cool and nice, and mate, he, he handled it very, very well. And some of the guys were tongue twisted and didn't know what to say. But some of the receptionists out there, if you're a new receptionist in Wisebury, I'm telling you, look at the winners, go and ask them how they do it, and you can yeah, learn. Yeah, he, he, was, he was a great stuff. kid. That kid would have been a monster in real estate. Unfortunately, he, he'd rather go back to the market and sell fruit and vegetables. Well, We have no problem. It's still sales, but, you know. <laughs> so, But we, we I'd welcome him back. The kid was good. The kid was. was a smaller version of the young Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you ever seen it? Except I, he won't be I, back. <laughs> I even have photos of, of, of movies of him naked, run, running across Shit, a, right? a, a, a lawn. Hey, is, is it lawn balls? Is it lawn Yeah, man. And then jumping across the fence to try and escape security or whatever it is, oh. and then almost hang himself with whatever you know on the top of the fence. Oh, so, these, mate, oh. these blokes, we. You put free piss on for a bunch of 21-year-olds, you know what's happening. And they, we were at the bowling club for our Christmas party and we had, I don't know, $1,000 on the bar and they had it set six schooners at a time, skull, 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 skull. And Darren and I from our office, we're both about the same age, we said, well, you watch these young blokes come a cropper. <laughs> and they flogged the first game of uh, lawn bowls. We, we just... Mate, the hustle was on, so we're throwing things off to the side and this and that. There's skull, 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 skull. We're just <laughs> sipping away. Second game, we go, right, we beat you to nothing. It's a nudie run. Yeah, you're on. Skull, 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 skull. <laughs> Darren and I towed them up and literally 
two minutes before they had to do the nudie run. Thomas turns up with Veronique. <laughs> we had no idea they were coming. <laughs> no idea they were coming. And they're like, oh, we can't do it now. And to his credit, TL said, I think he's a fucking idiot, but a bet to bet. So off you go. <laughs> <laughs> Monzi's all right. He works out every now and then. Ballsy, not so much. So we got one looking all right, one not so all right. But I've never seen a man jump a fucking seven-foot fence in a single bound. Monzi's run across the green. He's jumped this fence. He cleared it by about a foot. Didn't use his hands. Didn't use anything. Landed in the car park at the bowling club. Nearly got hit by a car. <laughs> And then he's run because he nearly got hit by a car and tried to jump back over and got caught halfway. And I've never seen a guy hit the ground so hard in my life. <laughs> Bang! And then they got kicked out and the other naked bloke who didn't get Sorry, in trouble yeah. said, no, they, he came back in. The person who'd nearly run over him in the car park complained. So they got punted. But, mate, oh, good value. So, good value. boys, now let's have a look. What about winning? What do you have to do to win in a year? Win an award or just win in general? Not, uh, okay. Let's go for winning the award because this is what we're talking about, all right? To, to win that award, what, what should a person do? Because I, I keep on saying it every single year, winning starts tomorrow. They, they, when, when we're having our awards night on the Saturday, winning starts on the Sunday. Mm. The winners have already prepared themselves. Baraka. <laughs> <laughs> Baraka. I think that's a big question, man. I think you've got to focus on probably a bit hypocritical to what I said before, but you, I don't think you can have a trophy in your head. And I think winning comes from just trying to be a little bit better every single day. And over the year, that's going to show. I think if you're too busy in comparison, see, there's a saying that says comparison is a thief, thief of joy. So if you're comparing yourself to other people on a constant basis and everyone's at different levels, you're never going to win. There's no way I'm going to sit there and compare myself to a Scott Matthews or an Abdullah at the moment because I don't, I can't do what they can do at the moment. And if I sat there and went, oh, shit, Scott's just done one sale for $150,000 and I'm in an area where the average commission's $19,000, where am I going to go competing with that? I'll give up. So... Um, I think for me, it's just focus on yourself. And uh, I've just put my glasses on because I want to read something. These guys are teasing me. Buddy. <laughs> this is the love you get, right? You know, along those lines, Cam, I've, I've, I knew we were going to talk about this today, so I've looked at some sayings. And win it, winning doesn't always mean being first. Winning means you're doing better than you've ever done before. And uh, I think as long as you have that, as you said, that self-improvement, having that win with yourself on a daily basis to achieve more. At the end of the, if you call the try line, the goalpost, the, 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 the hoop, if you call that awards night, if you don't win because someone else's growth has been better than yours for the year, say la vie, but you've done everything you can to improve yourself than the year before. I think, yeah, yeah, but how do I win? How so do you win? Imagine, I think I you listen up, to I something. Up, so what do I do? I, I come home from the awards night and I decide I'm going to win. Listen, we all of us in the room, we have won at some stage. We have won. You've won. You got best uh, video last year, didn't you? Me, mate. <laughs> you what did you win? Yeah. Good short take on Rich. What did you, you win and how did you feel and what, what did you do with that I morning? I won the um, Innovator of the Year. Uh, it was a big surprise because it was the first award um, and I was very shocked. But um, I don't know. I think um, you reflect on what you've done throughout the year, first of all and see what you can improve for that year going forward. 
it's just a, 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 it is a hard question because um, I, I think consistency is the biggest biggest thing that we've got to do. Um, but if you don't put the hard yards in, then you're not going to win it the next year at all. You're not going to be a contender. What about going to the person who won the award you're trying to get and ask them how they did it? Okay, that could be a one thing. That could be a one thing. I mean, one of the things I, I read this morning is on uh, my uh, 10 million uh, followership in Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was reading a quote and it said this, if you want something you've never had, do something you've never done. done. Mm. And so I think... Kill the other sales managers. For, for me, for me, yeah. <laughs> for me, when I came back from that Saturday after my wife has said what she said, I did not really, I set myself as a goal to be the sales manager of the year to win the most improved office of the year. We won office of, we won a lot of uh, uh, awards, but they did not become my number one driver. The number one driver was for me, just do today, give it everything you have. Give everything you have so that today is the best of the year. And so, my drive and focus was one day at a time. Make sure that one day at a time is has got the best you can. Because when you do that, other people notice. I like that. To go along with that, though, there's the saying that says, you don't know what you don't know. So you can do your best every single day, but if you don't work to increase your knowledge or increase your skill or increase your, do the SMS, your best every day is probably not going to be your best you, you're not going to fill out your potential so success leaves clues so one of the things I did was sort out people who had done it who were at the top of the tree and said how the fuck did you do it and I think that's part of being the best you can is looking at others who have done it and and trying to copy or trying to emulate or, or getting whatever tips you can you know I don't know the first thing about sales managing um, that's why you're not in the sales manager of the year that's why I'm not in the sales manager of the year so when a management issue comes up, I ring a bloody good sales manager and I say, how you're do you manage that? And, you're still not in and I don't listen to a word they say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I go, you're just a sales <laughs> No, not at all. But, you know, for asking people how they wake up Sunday morning and go, I want to be up on stage next year, the first thing comes with you know, uh, uh, an ownership of, I didn't get there this year and that's on me, not I didn't get there this year and oh, it's because this person had a team around them or this person did this or this person, whatever. I think the second part is, right, oh, we're going to make a commitment to be disciplined and follow the system that it was trained to do. And if I do that, that's going to lead us somewhere. And then the third thing is find someone who's done it before you and, and hit them up. Yeah. Hit them up. We're very lucky in our network that we can ring anybody at any time and they will pick up the phone. Yeah, but people don't believe it, boys. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I tell people that every single day. They don't believe it. That do in it. our network, you could actually go to one of our, probably the most successful office ever, and ask Darren Butch to show you his books, he'll show you. He more. was the first person I called. When I felt like I needed to grow more, and the yeah. first person, when I, not grow, grow in, uh, in sales skill this was, I didn't know how to manage a patch. I'm like, how am I fucking going to learn how to manage a patch properly? Why don't I ring the bloke who's managed a patch better than anyone's ever managed a patch before and has the houses and the income to show it? And I rang Butcher and I hey, Butcher, it's Cam from Coastal. Hope you don't mind me calling you, but I, I need some help on how to manage a patch, mate. We, we've spoken on a fucking very regular basis ever since. Ever since. And now I call him for, for other reasons because he's also one of the most successful business owners the network's had if not the most successful. And I've heard it in my office and I, I smacked it down straight away. Someone in our office said, I've, I've tried to train the guys on getting a mentor or getting an association and, 
And to a certain staff member, I said, call this person. Oh, they won't have the time for me. I'm just me. And I said, don't you ever fucking say that in my office again because not only are you denigrating yourself, you're actually denigrating that person who you're saying won't take your phone call. And I know for a fucking fact they will. So call them. And lo and behold, they call. picks up the They're phone hearing. and the conversation's had. So I think people who are saying, oh, you know, it doesn't really happen and people won't really talk to me, are saying the wrong thing by the person that has been suggested they call. I think that's a bit offensive, you know. Um, if anyone ever said about me, oh, you know, Cam won't take your phone call, that would fucking offend me because I answer the phone to everybody. Except Chris. Once I answer the phone, that's a different story. But I know to a man, I don't know anyone in our network who won't pick up the phone. I don't. Yeah. And if you're saying something different, you're calling me a liar and then we've got a whole other fucking issue. <laughs> right? But we're very lucky in that sense and I think it's on the leaders and Chris, you as a sales manager and um, – Martin Easy, you're an owner yourself. It's on our leaders to help the, our people understand, help them understand that. I drove, I, I dragged Jake at the last group training session in Castle Hill over to Jason Cousins. I said, you two swap numbers now. Been talking ever since. Jake called him on the way home. Whatever we have to do to help people understand that that help is there, it's on us to do that. And that's how people are going to win. So it's an association. But it's up to them, obviously, if they want to win. You know, I think there was one chance, one stage where I um, said to one of my staff, call... Cam, I think he did for quite a while. Um, yeah, two yeah. weeks, two weeks. Yeah, and then after that, it kind of stopped. So if he kept that up, it would have been a different story. You're different. Why you're is that? Because um, Cam, well, I think Cam told Cam ran out of advice? Or what? No, I think the advice was good. And, and that's um, and that's what we spoke about and last it was time. The, that's right, the gift wrapping and do we have to gift wrap to people that need gift wrapping or you know, do we need to tell it how it is? I sent him um, our perfect day. And it was, don't call me until you get these numbers. And then it kind of stopped. So he's still right. trying to get those numbers. Oh, well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it comes down to the award, Thomas. The award itself, depending on the award, some of those awards are systemized. So it comes down to the systems, the skill. Some of those awards are mindset, and some of those minds awards are self. Yeah, so it comes down to your SMS. Which award are we talking about is how they're going to approach yeah. to achieve that award at their next uh, Very awards nice. night. Very nice. Um, it can't be individualized. I don't think you've got to. Uh, sorry, it can be individualized, but you've got to really sit down and look at that award, as you say. Right. I've been listening to Cam, and um, I think he made a very good point. Um, for me, you know how I always work with a lot of acronym, and for me to win, you you, you have an acronym of a, a what I call a, a go, so A G O, and first A is for association. To win the following year, you make sure you change your association. You go and hang around the people who've been winning. You can't win if you're not around people who win. When you're around people who win, your mindset change. You, you, you can't even sit around people who win and start thinking lo about losing because those guys going to give you shit, right? So I think that association is, is crucial. You want to win, you have to change your association. Now, obviously, your spouse, your husband, your, uh, your wife, they're part of your association too. <laughs> No, you can't just say, I'm going to have to divorce because you're not the positive association. No, your job is to help your partner go the same dream. And, and, and I will always say it's possible with your partner because when you first started that journey together and be husband and wife, you were on the journey where 
you knew th- this was the most important person in my life and I'm now going to go along that journey. Well, you can still go back there. So it's a, it's a matter of maybe, yeah, okay, you've gone through ro- the wrong path, get it back. And G stands for me for grow. You have to grow. And whether it is grow from what Ken's been saying, which is ask other people how they've done it, yes, that's gathering information. But gathering information is one part. You're going to have to be w- willing to grow. And growth takes effort. I, I believe growth requires pain. Growth demands the willingness to pay the price. And so there's a lot of pain. And, and I really go back to what I said earlier. O stands for one day at a time. You have to be willing to go at it one day at a time. You know, the, you look at the World Cup, you look at the Euro Cup. These teams, they don't just go to the Euro Cup or the World Cup and, and, and play soccer a few matches and win. No, they, they had to go one game at a time. Qualify one game at a time, change their team, change their association. And, and I think that that's what's required for people to really understand about winning. Mm. Now, we're coming to the end of this. I just want to ask you another question here. How about the differentiation between work and life? Can you really give winning to someone who's great at work, but life is going into shambles? <laughs> well, jeez, um, <laughs> that's a curveball. No, that one was for Richard. Yeah. There you go. <coughs> Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, from a camera answer for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of Richard, I'd like to say. Actually, while, while you're thinking about it, boys, maybe Let's we should the try the, the next, uh, next bottle. All right. right. So this is called uh, Uprising. Um, again. Up, I, I like Uprising. uprising. Mate, I love That's that. Two uprising. positive so words in one. Yeah, uprising. Uh, it's Not a 2010 Cape Sav. It's from southeastern Australia. Um, I believe the vineyard's on the border of South Australia and Victoria. Um, it's uh, uh, it's part of a wine club, and mm. it uh, looks like it's going to be a bloody good drop. So um, <laughs> It's got the best label on a wine bottle I've ever Cam, seen. Pour your side, mate. One day at a time. One day at a time. So, if, their so life is a sham- if their life is a shambles... Hang on. Take some more time to think. Jeez, well, that's part of that grow, Richard, is what you were talking about before. When, when, when you're going to ring someone... And ask them for help. You've got to be okay with the answer that comes yes. back, and that's part of the thing where people will call people who have done it before. And but a lot of the time they'll only call them once, or maybe they'll call them twice. And that's where it came to the guy in your office. He didn't like what was on the other end of the phone. Yep. And that's Thomas saying, "Being okay, you know, you've you've got to be ready for pain." The first time, the first time I asked TL to to um, be in my mastermind group, I think I'd been with Wisebury for five months and he had a little smirk on his face and he said, you're not ready for me. And because I'm a competitive bastard, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for yeah, you, mate. <laughs> now, things went swimmingly for about three months until <laughs> <laughs> one day I called him and unbeknownst to me, TL had been having a bad day and I was just ringing for no particular reason and mate, copped it. So yeah. look. Cheers, mate. I'll try this. Ooh, this is nice. Boys, I'm sorry. This is nice. Oh, looks like Chris taking oh. it this uh, this week. I think Chris no, has got wait, it. Wait well, for the second sip because he had a I nice regret one. That, I regret bringing that in now, actually. <laughs> so I should have kept it at home. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think, I think oh, Chris, nice Chris has got it. Yes. Cam, Cam lost again. but That's all right. That's all right. But, yeah, so I got a, I had a phone call with TL <laughs> that uh, yeah. pretty much ended with us not talking for, I want to, uh, probably at least 
Oh, probably up until awards night, just about. Yeah, May, May, May win his loss. Yeah, that so, <laughs> and that was me not being okay with what was on the other end of the phone and not uh, understanding the need to pay the price. And How long ago was that? That's some hard truths. Well, that was 2016 because so, we, we worked together from probably February to it felt maybe three months and I just left a listing appointment and I had a bitch about something and it was nothing worth bitching about and I caught both barrels and anyone who's been on the end of both barrels from TL knows that uh, – the old TL, he's changed now. He's much much easier to get along with now, aren't you, big fella? <laughs> I, I, I'm a much – listen, I've mellowed. I've mellowed. And I did exactly the same as what we, I accuse a lot of other people of doing, mate. I didn't pick up the phone again. Don't worry about that. But again, Cam, I think it brings us back to what the, are the people ready for the lesson? Are they ready for that journey? Yeah. And sometimes there's a conversation with people who are giving shit advice, right? And we, and we shut the phone down. We know they're shit advice. Well, that's what I thought. He shit advice. So. <laughs> but it is, are we, ready, are we ready for that journey? Are we ready for the lesson? And we've had a lot of quite frank phone calls and um, I've, I grow out of each one of them. I take a lot away from them. Now, seriously, man, I'm not bullshitting to you. As much as you're a prick sometimes, but I take a lot away from them, right? Because you don't, you give it how it is. And that advice is people have to be ready for that advice. So whether that person didn't call you, that's not your fault. That's that person's No, no, I don't right. blame myself. And that's probably, that's a bit of arrogance on my part because I don't know. So I say what I believe but I don't yet know how to say it in You've a way. You've got no bedside will, manner. No, there's no, and it's not about it's, it's not about gift wrapping. But yeah, there's gift wrapping, and then there's gift wrapping. Sometimes I probably don't have to be the um, c word that I am, and it's not an intentional thing. It's just I'm going to say it exactly how I feel it in my mind, and then I'll regret it later and go, oh, I probably should. Yeah, but have hold said on, that. guys. So, so that did. Uh, what, what about going back to my questions? <laughs> so the question, I, I know. The question uh, was. The question is, winning, winning, should we be looking at a winner as a, a holistic approach to what they do at work and what they do at home? Um, if their life is a shambles and works fantastic, are they still a winner? Should, should they win? I've won without both in order. So that's not But that's Which not one did you win? On Most improved? I can't say that when I won. You won most improved I, I still when both think. of them were shit, but they were better than just the shit that you had before. No, no, I, yeah. So I don't. <laughs> I thought the original. Can you work that out? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the question was: Can we instill winning into someone who can win at work but not at home? No, that no. was not a Should they question. Win? No. Should they win? Yeah. Should they win if at work's good and at home's not? Well, we're, we're not always listening to your question. I have to say yes. We're not always privileged. I didn't say. Should they still win? I, I still don't think – like, I'm nowhere near – well, how do you how do you put that into context? I'm nowhere near the person I want to be and I'm nowhere near I, – I get that, but you what did you win? Did you win a freaking uh, God medal or no, no, did you I win won, the most improved? I won Rookie of the Year. I won most improved. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. so I think that that's what you need to be looking at. Yeah. So well, then the answer is yes. You can give you someone win. a trophy who – He's killing it let, at work and doesn't quite have it Let right me tell you it. one thing that you've done last week, and I now know why you like wine and wisdom in the afternoon, because after that you come and crash in my place. <laughs> but last week you were in my place, and we, we had a meal, and then you went home, because I thought, no, you have to be home with your wife and children, because the week before you were in a bed here. But last week you did something that really surprised me. Do you know what that was? No idea. We were in my house outside waiting for a meal. What you did is that you had a phone call with your wife, Crystal, and in the middle of the phone call, you actually took a moment to have a conversation with both your children. 
and that to me was is a reflection i mean you 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 look at the stuff those are the little clues that gives you enormous amount of information so when you say that it's not about what you say it's about what people see and the judges what is it that they see and we as an organization at Wisebury we p- very tough on what winning means to us mm. someone can be deep top performer if they're doing it wrong and i've been getting a lot of complaints during the year they're not getting it if they're doing it wrong and they i hear from all of our judges a compelling reason why they had to win they win and, and because all of our judges have been handpicked as people who are great people who know the difference between good and bad when it comes to being a person now i'm not going to say to anyone that you are the exception cameron but we we we're still trying to perfect our system <laughs> so, <laughs> sometimes we still fail oh, i just never want anything given to me mate i'm going to earn it i'm going to earn it the hard way so. over the next in about 3 days we're going to know the winners of some of the things let let's start some of the things who do you reckon is going to win the sales team of the year christian all bullshit <laughs> sales team of the year uh tambi ambi yeah Who do you reckon is going to win the uh, sales manager of the year? Tambi Ambi. <laughs> <laughs> is Abdullah manager or is no. he a leader? No, he's in he's leader, leader of the year. I'm up, up, up against him in most improved leader. I will have you. Sales I'll manager crush of the year. You. I reckon Cristiano uh, will win. No, it's no I'm managing. Kurt Kurt yep. Kurt or Kurt it'll be Kurt or, or Josh. Kurt, uh, both both of them are a gentleman and both of them are, are extremely great Chris, sales managers. Michael Michael's a wonderful guy and Lou's a wonderful lady. And Lou. Uh, but those two boys, they're awesome. Shit, we're going to have to go for a second envelope. Now, what, what, what about the... I'll but if I, I win, you won't I'm be getting a second envelope. <laughs> 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 no, I'm salesperson to you. <laughs> so w- w- what about the, the uh, receptionist of the year? Okay, I, I didn't judge this year, but as of last year, very oh, four hard. In a ro- four in a row, maybe. Very hard Preston's. to beat, beat Antoinette. Oh, she is... Four in a row. She's a just row. man. I'd have her in the office. Really? Like She's just gold. I called one day out of the blue for something completely different, off the cuff, nothing to do with real estate, and man, she bent over backwards to help me. Wow! And it was just she is she is just unbelievable. It could be taken so many ways. You boys are I I did nothing. My, my hands were <laughs> still on the table. Justin. What? So, who did you think was a receptionist? Wrong person to ask, mate. I haven't. You haven't yeah. got a receptionist. No, 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 no. Hold on. Yeah, that's right. He's saying I don't <laughs> give a fuck, <laughs> and that's a wrong mindset. You see, uh, the reason I was asking that is, any any one of us in this room should know. Turning up today, the winners of this year's award, as of last year's award, as of next year's award, and any other year's award, has never been about the skill or the mindset of SMS. It's always been about the self of SMS. The winner has always been the person who's done the most amount of work in self, right? On that, boys, thank you very much for this week. Good chat. Thank you, thank you so awesome, so man. much. Thank you for making the trip from uh, Melbourne. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> winner. 
It's nice you two have got the same haircut. I like it. Well, He's trying to be you. Trim, it's not monkey this. see, monkey do. That's what we Can we realise long ago that that haircut is easier than yours <laughs> and much better looking than yours? <laughs> I just want to rub your big bald head in baby oil, mate. That's all. <laughs> Thank you, boys, Thanks, well Thank you and much. all the best for Saturday. All the best for all finalists, win or lose. You're Remember, winners. you're winners, absolutely. Thank you, awesome. Thank you, you so much, Bye-bye. boys. Thanks,